What's up everybody? Brandon Fountain here and we are back with an amazing episode. Um, I hope you la loved the last episode. I was very happy about it. Uh, B, my amazing co-host with 10100 Media, she's here. Hello, hello, hello. I'm sorry. I got distracted because you were just all about I, I, I in that intro. But, oh, come okay. oh, come on. <laughs> I got to I gotta get a little bit of it in there. Uh, I wasn't. I'll try not to be so much about me. But um, speaking of about I and me, I am very interested in getting my drone license soon. And I know you spoke about getting your drone license as well. Yes. So our next guest has actually done so. He has his license. He's used it for a while. So what I'm interested in is how he's used it, uh, basically how he has felt uh, getting to that point. Basically, going to ask him some questions just to kind of prepare myself and maybe you if you thought about getting your drone license. You're listening to Let's Talk Filmmaking, a podcast where we talk about everything filmmaking. If you're a beginner and want to learn about filmmaking or want to hear stories from a filmmaker like you, then this is the show for you. Because somewhere in this industry, you're a beginner. So let's talk and let's learn. Okay, we are back. I do have our my dear friend, Craig Bealby. Yep. I know this is awkward, but we just <laughs> we just confirmed the, uh, his last name. People usually get it wrong. And as I was as I was typing it in for the, the meeting i was like oh i see why people get it right wrong now usually throughout the years i've been calling you beebly but it's bilby yep yeah uh and you're not the first person to make that mistake either um what yeah. people, people? uh my last name has been misspelled my whole life so mm. uh i'm just used to it that must be annoying <laughs> well people call me fontaine like I'm French, and I I feel like they're trying too hard. It's Fountain. Fontaine. Like, yes, Fountain. It's like it's like Tarjay. Like what? Right. You say Tarjay oh, on God. purpose. <laughs> but we we brought uh, Craig on the show because, like I said before, he does have his drone license. And far as I, from the last time we talked, you still do a lot of real estate, right? Yeah, uh, it's a market that I'm really trying to get into uh mostly for video um i don't think i don't know if i'm capable right now of pushing the camera i have for photo yet but i know that um uh i can make the video part work uh yeah so i've been actually in touch with one of the biggest real estate agents in the area and uh, I've done some work for him. I've, I'm trying to get another project in the works with him right now. It's a little hard because right now um, my big issue is getting in touch with the homeowner to try to set up a date. Mm. And uh, so that's been a hurdle for me right now, I think. Uh, and I'm new to this, so I think there are definitely some kinks we can work out in our process to uh, you know, get business moving more smoothly, but, uh, you know, trial and error when you're starting out. Um, oh, ain't that the truth? Mm. Yep. 
Uh, see now I feel bad. I don't want to talk about me anymore. Uh, B, see that? Thank you. Uh, (laughs) you gotta get humble. I need you to get humble. (laughs) Uh, there's a there's a episode like one of the uh in the first season, whatever you want to call it, uh, where I actually did uh real estate photography, and I just were I still remember the scars I had when I posted those pictures. And the real estate agent said that he couldn't use them. And I posted the pictures in the Facebook group. And, man, did they want me to commit suicide. Like, uh, talk yeah, about. People are, uh, people online are just ruthless. Man, that's crazy. I didn't even know about that. You did that? Yeah, yeah. It was so long ago. Like, so long oh, ago. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's like people will torch you, especially, like, when you're just trying to start. So it's almost like even if you're a veteran in this, you just got to be like, I'm just starting just so you don't get judged too harshly. <laughs> yeah. Well, this it's... is – let's stop filmmaking. It's a no-judge uh, zone uh, for the most part. I uh, you're talking about. I judge you... you all the time. I know, but you're that's okay. <laughs> but – Craig, how long has it been since you, because it's been a while, you got it, I believe you got it last year, your drone license? Yes. Uh, I keep forgetting it's a new year. Um, (laughs) I want to say, let's see, I got it probably in September, maybe. I do know. I don't remember. A little bit um, in the fall because I was like, oh man, I really want to get you to talk about it. And then, you know, I've been busy. And then there's the whole like COVID and all the other stuff and other excuses. But kind of tell me what made you lead up to making that decision. Okay, I need to go on to get the drone license. Um, well, it started off with I needed a drone. So, um, yeah. Basically, I've always thought shooting real estate would be cool. Uh, Eventually, I want to get into weddings, but I'm just not there yet. And I figured, you know, that would be a good starting point with the equipment I have. And it would also be like, I think it would also require the least amount of equipment to get started. Um, so I ended up getting my drone, which is, uh, the Mavic Air 2. I really enjoy it. It checks all the boxes for real estate and everything that I need right now. Uh, a lot of people, I've seen them say that, you know, they prefer the Mavic 2 Pro over pretty much everything else. But I mean, you know, they're probably using it for things that I'm not yet so uh mavic 2 or mavic air 2 uh it's a good drone uh i really like the controller and everything but i knew i needed to get my license in order to fly commercially so if i wanted to take this seriously as a business i needed to get licensed and uh that all started with youtube Mm -hmm. Uh, i looked up everything i could to prepare for the test and I've seen people say that like they studied five hours before the test and ended up passing it. I think all you need is a 70%. Um, I've seen people say that, you know, they only studied for a couple of days and went and took it. I think I studied for about two months and that's because one, I get 
really bad like test anxiety. So <laughs> I want, and because I also have to pay to take this test, right. I needed to make sure that I pass it on the first try. And uh, I looked up everything I could. Uh, I know I constantly referenced uh, Tony and Chelsea Northrup. Right. Uh, their free drone certification guide on YouTube. It's uh, an hour and 43 minutes long. So it covers a lot of different bases. And it's a very good... Um, it's a very good study guide, but it doesn't cover everything. Uh, I also studied... Let's see. I, there's a video here that's like almost two and a half hours long. Free FAA Part 107 Drone Test Study Guide by Better B-Roll. And... Uh, Remote Pilot 101, which is 10 minutes long, and that focuses just on understanding airspace, which is going to be a big part of the test. So just to clarify, watching the very common Tony and Chelsea YouTube video, which I have watched a little bit of as well, is not like, okay, I watched this, let me go take the test. Highly don't recommend. I think... It depends uh, because I scrolled through the comments and I saw a lot of people saying that that was the only video they watched and they went and they got like a 80 or 90 percent on the test or they got, you know, or they just passed it, you know, mm -hmm. somewhere in the realm of 70s. But I think the test might be different depending on where you are. I think I could be wrong, but. It seems to me like there might be, uh, like, basically like a database of different questions. That way, not everybody's taking the exact same test. Right. Because all the studying I did, all the videos I watched, all the practice exams that I took, that I would take over and over and over again until I got 100%, because then I kind of got competitive. I wanted to make 100% on the test. You know, I didn't want to just pass it. I wanted to pass it with, you know, flying colors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, I didn't. I think I got like a 86%, somewhere like that, uh, 82 or 86. Um, there were some questions on there that I wasn't ready for. I don't really remember what they are because it was a while ago. Um, Sorry. But there were questions that were kind of relevant uh i want to say there were more more or less these questions were more or less related to like what an actual airplane pilot would do in a certain situation mm. and i wasn't prepared for that at all because everything i did was remote pilot drone related um yeah, I I want to say they threw in some questions there that were relevant to like actual like commercial jet pilots and that really threw me off. Mm, interesting. Interesting. So, I had a question for you like so you said you studied for two months, you watched videos and stuff like that. Um for me, I know I've been kind of studying in and out. I know I need to get on a consistent with that, but that's another podcast. <laughs> so I was actually wondering, like, what was your method of study? Like, what did you, did you write down things? Did you make flashcards? Like, what was your method? 
Uh, typically, flashcards are mm -hmm. my preferred method of study because for like one of the ways that I learn, if it's not hands-on, it's through repetition. Mm -hmm. So if I'm constantly, excuse me, if I'm constantly seeing like a question and then answer over and over again, uh, I eventually memorize it well enough that I know it like the back of my hand, it, at least for a little while, you know, mm -hmm. after, after the test, it kind of, you know, filters out a little bit. But, um, I know that when I was in school, um, I would have, you know, tests that were a hundred or 200 questions long and I would make note cards for those tests. And mm -hmm. if I had to study them five at a time, I would, but it was always an effective method for me. Gotcha. Uh, in this case, I did not make note cards. Um, I found practice tests online. I think I found two or three. Uh, I don't remember what those links are. I could try to, f well, no, it's, I'm on a different computer now, so it'd be harder for me to find them. But, uh, you can find practice tests online and what I did, uh, I found some of them, they want you to sign up for like a newsletter and they want to like email the results to you. I didn't do those. The ones that I found, uh, you can find and they'll, these are really bad about it because these are like the exact same test over and over again. Mm. But like, let's say you take two different tests from two different sites. They might have similar questions, but they'll also have their own original questions. So you're still taking two different tests, essentially. Uh, they all cover the same, like, essential material mm -hmm. as far as uh, aerospace and um, what kind of mindset you need to have when operating an unmanned aircraft. But uh, those were really helpful for me. And in my case, those were my flashcards because it, at least one of them would show me the questions I got wrong. And then I would just take those tests over and over again, go back and watch a video, try to understand whatever I was missing uh, and just try to comprehend it a little bit better. And then I'd go back and I'd take the tests over and over again. And all these tests were like 50 questions long. So, you know, it it was harder to remember, you know, the ones that I missed, but the ones that I would keep seeing that were consistent across each test, mm -hmm. um, you know, those were easy to memorize. So I figured, you know, if I'm seeing all of these, at least these same particular questions by people who have taken the test and they made these practice tests, I'm assuming that's going to be on the real test, which mm. in a way it was. It might have just been reworded a little bit differently, but still easy enough to point out. Mm. Gotcha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I might have rambled on a little no, bit. No, no. I mean, no, it, you, it makes you total sense. Like yeah. you had to do what you had to do for, you know, you to be able mm -hmm. to learn and comprehend. And the repetition is something that that stuck with you. And I'm more than sure a few listeners can um, identify with that as well as myself. So I know I have to see it all the time. And when I'm around it and I see it all the time, I can, I can, you know, retain the information. So that's good. That's very good. Right. Because let me tell you how I failed my driving test. Like I think two to three times before I actually, <laughs> <laughs> not the driving part, one. but like the written part, like, I think I felt that thing like 
two at least two times i'm like Shh, i i didn't and i went to driver's ed and everything so uh, that kind of brings me to my question so were were these practice tests like all on the website were there apps because i do see that there are apps where they do have practice tests uh because look you say flashcards i don't even know how flashcards work uh now the <laughs> <laughs> my sister who went to college and uh, do out and stealing college and all that uh medical stuff who needed that good study habit i don't know how flash flashcards really work so um were these all on websites apps um on for your phone where were these practice tests uh these were all online um i would type in faa part 107 practice test and then i would just you know whatever showed up in google if uh if i didn't find a link to a good practice test through any of the videos i was watching I'd look for one on my own and I would just go down each link until I found one that, like I said, I could take and see my results immediately after and not have to subscribe to any kind of newsletter or anything because, you know, I don't really want to do that. After I take the test, I'm not coming back to your website. <laughs> Probably not at least until two years from now when I have to renew my license. Ah, guys, two years? Yeah, it's only good for, I think, two years. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah. terrible. And you got to take the whole test over again? I'm not sure. I think it's more of a, uh, I could be wrong. Give me uh, my money? I mean, I think my it money? might be a comprehend, like comprehensive test, but... Mm. Uh, I don't think it's the same as the initial like certification test. I think it's just the renewal might be a little bit different. Like, you know, they might throw up some aerospace maps and, um, you know, just see if you retain that initial knowledge that they wanted you to learn in the first place. <laughs> I could be wrong though. I just got mine, so I'd be like, "That's He's a purple like, cloud." Don't 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 I, judge I'll me. I'll get. I'll get back to you in 2023. <laughs> right. I'll let you know then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I do have a couple more questions, but I want to go on in, 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 in this block. We're going to go and play a couple of ads and then we're going to come right back and ask Craig exactly how he's flown his drone after he passed his test. Soundstripe is the number one place for filmmakers, creatives, and YouTubers to have access to high-quality, royalty-free music. They have super affordable subscriptions starting as low as $11.25 per month. With unlimited downloads and licenses, the possibilities are just simply endless. They have over 5,000-plus quality songs, 40,000-plus sound effects, and get this, they even have over 70,000 premium stock videos. With access to curated playlists, your search is easy and you find exactly what you need. And with the worry-free licensing, you get a custom license available for every track. Soundstripe has given 10100 Media the opportunity to extend a 10% discount to other creatives. By going to soundstripe.com and using the code 10100, that's T-E-N-1-0-0, you get 10% off any plan. Go and sign up like right now. Take your production to the next level. Sign up with Soundstripe today. And we're back. Once again, uh, use our code 10100 uh, for 10% off of your 
first subscription at Soundstripe. I gotta say, uh, once I can't express it enough, uh, the music on there, I really like. And I didn't realize you could have stems. I don't know if yeah, that's- Yeah, you can download stems. I don't know if a lot more people are doing stems, but um, you know, that's what I do for the show. And when I say finding that music, I I sent you like five of them. I mm-hmm. I had the one I I liked. I really liked, and we picked the yeah. same thing. But Soundstripe really makes it so fast to sound, to find music that I actually like. Plus the playlist, they have many playlists where you can say if you want something romantic. I saw one for Valentine's Day. I don't know what's up in that because I'm not doing. I can't see myself doing any romantic videos any soon, anytime soon, but <laughs> they do have playlists to make finding music and uh, sound effects. And that video, I saw they have video too. Uh, very easy. Now we're getting back to Craig. He took his test and we might get a little bit back to prepping, but I'm curious now that you are an official pilot because technically you can fly a plane now if you had the money. Uh, <laughs> you could. I, don't, I don't know about that. Well, That's pressure. Uh, well, isn't isn't this the same license? Pretty much, it's a it's a similar test to what actual pilots take. Because that was the whole argument of why do we need to we as filmmakers need to take this test. But for the most part, I mean, it's it's a lot of the similar things. You know, a lot that actual pilots. Uh, do now so how has your perspective changed now when you fly a drone like do you think more like a pilot now that you have this license a little bit yeah because um i'm not sure what like exactly my perspective of a drone was before i mean i think to some like because there are so many different kinds of drones out there right uh you know some are you know like mine which you know are i guess you could say like middle scale Mm -hmm. and then you know you get higher up there you've got uh like mavic 2 pro and even like the inspires and like you know the the super like heavy duty drones right mm-hmm. that are thousands of dollars uh and then you've got your toys right <laughs> so you know you've got your little little tiny things that you know your kids can fly in the backyard and i've talked to a few people who have kind of had that mindset that you know like my brother is one uh you know, he doesn't think flying a drone is a very big deal. He thinks it's something that everybody can do. And, uh, you know, it's after taking the test and learning about it, I definitely look at it as more of a vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it's an unmanned aircraft. And if you're not careful with it, uh, it can cause some damage. Um, I mean, you know, there are rules like technically you're not supposed to fly over people, uh, because, you know, drones, they are technical devices. They can malfunction just like anything else can. And, you know, you hear stories about flyaway drones all the time. 
you know, something happens like that, you're flying over a parade or something, you could seriously hurt somebody or damage private property or something. And uh, the test does go into that. There is a specific question that it's like how long you have to uh, file a form and send it to the FAA uh, within an incident of a crash if, um, you know, the uh, damages were like over a certain amount it's like five or ten thousand dollars or something mm -hmm. uh -uh. That's like, isn't it like maybe like 30 days or 60 days or something like that something like that mm -hmm. uh i think it's it's either it's between 10 and 30 days yeah okay clearly clearly i might need to study back up on, <laughs> on all that uh i do know that that particular part is covered in uh tony What's his last name? Northrop. Uh, I don't know. I just know him as Tony. Yeah, Tony Northrop. It, he covers that in his video. I definitely remember. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a vehicle, and uh, you got to be aware of your surroundings when you're flying it. Um, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, my first real estate video that I did. Um, I was getting a parallax shot of the home and ended up running into a tree. <laughs> and uh, luckily there was no damage done. I was moving very slowly and my drone does have uh, sensors on it. So it, it gave me a little notification whenever I was like hitting the pine needles. But uh, I mean, that's my baby, you know, right. I don't want to. I don't want to have any damage to it and go through the whole process of sending it back to DJI to have it fixed or possibly get a new one. So um, I try to take very good care of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, <laughs> uh, we won't speak what year it was, but um, there was a time <laughs> where I actually almost hit a plane. So I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas. I have, have you not. Been to Vegas? I always okay. wanted to go. Um, you, I mean, it, are you going to do is spend a lot of money and, and get really intoxicated? I, I mean, you can do that anywhere. <laughs> um, so I live in Vegas and I work at this um, rec center. Well, yeah, I work there. And um, I, I I was trying to do like a, a shot of the rec center with my drone. Now, the rec center is near the strip and the mm -hmm. strip is near the airport. Um, kind of far, but not really far, the rec center, like not that far from it. So I decided, okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get this shot, uh, you know, like this push in shot of the rec center because I was working on like a video for them. So, um, uh, real quick, I, do, do you remember how high up you were? I honestly, I don't remember, but it scared the heck out of me because the planes literally almost come directly over the rec center to the airport. And this uh -huh. was at the time where there weren't real, there were rules for drones, but not really rules for drones. <laughs> so um, I I got scared. I, I heard the plane. I couldn't see it. And then all of a sudden it was there. And um, <laughs> I, I had to, you know, obviously I didn't hit the plane. Thank the Lord. Um, but <laughs> I, I, 
I had to lower it very quickly because I, I didn't know how high I was, but I knew I shouldn't have been that close. And then they actually mm -hmm. sent me a notification about it. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, well, let me not do that. So to all the listeners, don't fly near airports. It's not okay. You can't even do it, but it's definitely it not is. okay. It and is so. absolutely not okay. And that's, <laughs> that is another thing that, you know, I realized when I was studying for the test is, you know, uh, is different airspace laws. So usually around an airport, um, that is going to be, I think it's like class E or G airspace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you'll learn whenever you're studying that, uh, as of right now, a uh, easy way for me to remember whenever I plan on flying it in a particular area, you'll learn that, well, they basically describe it as an upside down wedding cake. So mm -hmm. there's an inner ring and then the higher you go up, there's a outer ring of that. And that's a different airspace. And then you go up even higher and then you're, you know, in an even more like controlled airspace, but typically uh, around airports, um, you know, those, uh, like their airspace can reach all the way to surface level. And in that particular instance, you are absolutely not allowed to fly your drone in that particular area. Mm -hmm. But, uh, in other instances, like you can fly in that area, but you can only go up to a certain altitude. So it's like, I'm not going to fly my drone in class A airspace because that's thousand, you know, that's really high. My drone mm -hmm. won't even go that high, but it's right. really like a, it's for me, it's particularly like, um, I think class E airspace that I need to be worried about and, uh, seeing whether or not that, you know, goes down the surface level. And if I'm permitted to fly in that uh, anywhere near that zone at all. And, um, they do have other rules. Like, uh, I think, I, I actually think you're only allowed to go like 400 feet in the air anyway, but, uh, you can go 400 feet above objects as well. So like if I was shooting a, uh, skyscraper, um, there would be, or like, uh, I guess maybe the, uh, well, you said you live in Vegas. I was about to use the uh, AmSouth building in Shreveport. But yeah, anyway, so like if you're shooting a building, you can, that basically extends your altitude by uh, your maximum altitude above that building. So I'd be able to go like 400 feet above whatever building I was shooting or inspecting with my drone mm -hmm. or an electrical tower or something or maybe not an electrical tower per se, but, you know, a, like a tower of some kind. Uh, and you also have to be uh, a certain amount of feet below cloud level as well. So, like, if it's a super cloudy day, uh, you might not be able to go very high with your drone at all. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I need... I, I, as I'm talking, I realize I really need to brush up on these rules. That I'm, <laughs> I'm legally like licensed to know, but, uh, yeah. So 
Also, another thing what I was going to say about like the drone being a vehicle and why airspace laws are so important is, uh, and why they're in place now is probably because of a similar situation like with you flying too close to the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important to know these things because if your drone happens to collide with a helicopter or a plane, it's like, I mean, the results could be catastrophic. Right. So it is absolutely necessary that, you know, you at least know or have a good feeling of, like, where you can and can't fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, I actually think it's, it might be mandatory that, like, you look up, um, like, Let's say you have a real estate shoot somewhere and you need to look up the uh, aerospace or aeronautical charts for that location and uh, make sure that you're permitted or what airspace, you know, that location's in to see if, you know, how you can fly your drone if even possible. Right, right. So I I had a question for you. What about, so I, I saw something on the test about, um, you can fly in certain areas, like for instance, I can probably fly on the strip, but I would have to put in a request for it, some yes, type of request. You, you can fly if you have permission from the FAA. So mm-hmm. uh, you have to send in a request for that specific date. And I think it's recommended that you do it like, 90 days prior because there's no telling when they can get back to you. I'm not sure how that works because like if you have a shoot that you're trying to do in like a couple of weeks, 90 days clearly won't be enough by that point, but maybe it all goes into planning ahead. But, uh, you know, I clearly, I haven't had to notify the FAA or try to shoot in any, specific locations like that yet so right um all i can say i'm like i'm not i can't give you a whole lot of advice on that but i i will tell you for certainty that yeah you do have to put in a request and receive permission and uh, i think if the date of the shoot changes you have to go through that process all over again Mm. you have to submit a new form and everything so yeah, so so I I think for me I, I would probably do like a workaround. I mean, if it was just absolutely adamant that my client wanted to add an additional drone of their business or their building or whatnot, I would probably put that in beforehand and just kind of let them know like, hey, you know, this is what we need to go through in order to get that. We can get it, but we got to go through this to get it. For instance, like when I make my trip to L.A., I'm likely going to get in contact with the FAA now, you know, once I once I get approved um, and, you know, make that make that now. So that way I can have that day to go ahead and do everything that I need to do. So it, it's really about it, it. I understand where people are coming from when they're like, oh, my gosh, why we got to do this. But at the same time, I get it. And you just got to make a workaround. I mean, that's that's really what it's about. So I know for me, like I said, when I make my trip to L.A., I'm likely going to put in that request beforehand. You know, mm-hmm. that way I can go ahead and, you know, set my dates and stuff like that. So hopefully that helps. Yeah. Yeah. I also think um looking at it drones were really 
meant, I believe, for it was it, it's a filmmaking tool. So mm-hmm. when you have a film that's going to be scheduled to shoot that 90 days, you have that. They plan mm-hmm. that way ahead of time. So I can understand and you can schedule X amount of days or whatever. I mean, you have that time to even plan uh, where you will shoot as you're scouting. So I see that where it's difficult for, uh, you know, contractors, you know, people, the, 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 the ones that aren't shooting a film, just creatives, YouTubers and everybody else. I can see how that 90 days is just like, why? But it's one of those things where it's like, mm, it's just like, if you're going to be using it, and especially if you live in areas where we live in, I mean, you know, Craig, we have airlines all near us. I mean, I didn't realize yeah. Nevada had the airlines that they had um, have over there, even with their base. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Area 51. Uh, <laughs> so right. so right. like it's it's very difficult uh, for errors like where we live in so i can get it i get it i mean that's why i don't have a drone um just yet because if i need to fly it i'm gonna have to put in in a request i mean there's a base we have like two 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 airlines near us so it's Uh it's difficult i get it i see the complaints and it really could be worse i mean look at canada canada is like a whole thing like, have you have you seen the rules for Canada? I I think I have heard that they're stricter over there. Way stricter. Like, you gotta yeah, like literally need, be a pilot. But yeah, I think you that's have a to good have, thing too, though. Yeah, you have to have like. I watched a video where uh, I think it was Peter McKinnon. He yeah. had a guy who is like I. At the time of that video, he said he's just going to hire this guy to shoot all of his drone video from now on because he doesn't want to have to go through all the hassle. But this guy's got – he was legit. He had, like, cones <laughs> yeah. set up and a radio, mm-hmm. and he – uh, yeah. So do you have so your cones? I, I get it. Do you have your cones or your mat? I do not have cones. I do not have a mat. I actually have used an extra uh, – placemat from my dinner table as a mat before when I go to fly. Oh, I guess you could use something like that, huh? Mm-hmm. It don't yeah, have to be nothing is, like drone specific. Yeah, this is just a regular um, black like placemat. So I've I've grabbed that with me and like whenever I go to the like park next to my apartment complex, there's a big open field and I'll just kind of like throw that in the grass and then set my drone on it and uh i think because it is such a dark solid color though it uh my drone will be hovering right over it and then it won't be able to accurately like see where to land Mm -hmm. and it'll kind of like move itself over and land in the grass which is amazing these drones are so smart Mm -hmm. it's incredible yeah uh, there's a setting on my drone that I discovered um, a few months ago. Um, it uh, it actually it'll follow me, mm-hmm. mm. so I'll be able to like tap my screen on my phone and um, drag like a circle over it. And the drone 
will like follow my figure, I guess. Mm -hmm. It recognizes like me in the image and I tested it. I was running all around that field or walking around, walking underneath the drone and everything. It'll turn around and follow me. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that follow me mode is I have that Air Mavic or the Mavic Air 2 as well. It's it's pretty dummy proof. It's mm -hmm. it's good. I don't know. I like to test that theory out. <laughs> he's gonna put it through the ringer i guess so i mean if anybody is going to break that theory it's gonna be brandon yes I I, and i'm gonna tell you about my my drone uh i can't remember if i talked about it before but i will bring it up after this break we're gonna talk about the last hitting points of the drone test and why i don't have a drone and what happened to my previous drone after the break we have so much to talk about on Let's Talk Filmmaking. We have so many guests that have nothing but great experiences to tell you about. Of course, me and B have a couple of experiences to tell you as well. We've also had guests come on the show to promote their new feature or short film. It takes time and effort to reach out to get some of these guests, and we try to bring you worthy information every week. We love working and building this platform, but we could use your help. We're asking every listener to subscribe to our $1 Patreon subscription to help keep the show running. It takes a lot of time behind the scenes, and to make what we have grow, we need your support. Click the link below and subscribe to our Patreon, and let's build a film community we all can grow from. And we're back. I really hope you all have enjoyed the information we're getting about the drone. I have to say I am... Craig, you're really confirming a lot of things that I've wondered about, especially, like I said, with the area uh, that, you know, I'm in. Of course, you used to live here as well. Um, so I, of course, used to have a drone. Um, I hated it uh, because it was the GoPro drone. It was the Karma, GoPro Karma. And just now thinking about the name, I shouldn't have done it in the first damn place. Um, but I just remember <laughs> uh, when I first compared it to the Mavics, it's when me, Brittany, Janae, and I can't remember. I'm a, I'm a Edwin, is Edwin, Edwin. Yes, when we went to New Orleans, and they was like, "Oh, I never seen your drone. It's so big." And because like my freaking Karma is like huge, and theirs is like this, and they have you know sports mode. They're like their their drones can go higher, and mine is like just can't keep up. The battery is like, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I need a new drone. But I used it at for a job for a roofing, roofing company. And I was getting decent shots, you know, trying my best to work with these GoPro colors that I can't stand. And I'm going around and just getting the top of this roof. And all of a sudden, I just hear like this buzzing sound. And I see my like leaves <laughs> on my screen and my drone goes down it hits a tree like Oof. yeah like some branches and mm -hmm. it falls on the back of these people like it's it's one of those uh it's not a trailer but it's, it's where they carry stuff uh that a lot of uh yard people have but it's on the back of a pickup truck mm -hmm. and it's a trailer it falls, it hits the leaves, get caught up, falls face down 
on the back of this this <laughs> this ramp thing that's on the back of this pickup truck truck i'm not i'm just saying this is how it happened you have all types of people of different ethnicities like looking at my drone speaking different languages looking at me i'm like don't worry this happens all the time (laughs) i have a replacement i do not have a replacement i'm like this is fucked up of course the the camera the gopro camera is fine but like the propellers the the grip karma grip that was broke and I just remember, like, do I even want to replace this? Because I have the, the, um, I have a warranty, but I was like, do I even want to replace this? Because that was around the time, and I still don't. I was like, I was so done with GoPro. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to replace it. I hate this thing. <laughs> I Just the next <laughs> job I have, I'll, I'll just get a Mavic whenever I do. But, like, I just know I'm going to fuck this thing up again. It's gonna run into something else. That's why I was like, the next drone I have needs to have that like awareness around it, mm-hmm. like for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. That's why when people say gear doesn't matter, sometimes you just need to spin that bread. Yeah, like, sometimes you yeah. just gotta you just gotta do it. So and I go- understand it though. GoPro don't even make cameras uh, anymore. Technically, whenever you're flying, you should also have somebody there as a visual observer that way you are able to focus on the screen and control the uh the drone while you have somebody else and it could be anybody you know i mean you could you could have grabbed somebody off the street and been like hey can you watch Mm -hmm. the drone and tell me like if i'm getting too close to a tree or a building or something um, you know, tell me if I'm getting too far away, you know, tell me if there's a plane coming or, you mm-hmm. know, uh, they, that, that is another test question. So you have to know the difference, uh, as the, uh, remote pilot in command, um, mm. have a visual observer there. And it's important to, uh, like clearly assign those roles, to whoever's there whenever you're flying. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's actually something that can be easy. I was actually talking to Brandon about this, but I was thinking about um, so the kids at my rec center and stuff like that, and then I also have nephews that are that are you know 18s or you know close to 18, and um, I was thinking about actually just taking them on a couple of shoots and just be like, hey, look at this drone, make sure I don't crash. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah, know. Maybe. I actually I broke that rule. On my first shoot, uh, <laughs> on my real estate shoot that I talked about earlier, uh, where I hit a tree, that probably wouldn't have happened if I had a visual observer. See, that's why that's why it's important, <laughs> exactly, and that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, um, and and it's so easy because you're looking at you're looking at the screen, you're trying to get your shot. There's times I looked up like, where the hell is it? Because it's so small, right? Like I can't exactly. see it. So I'm like, where where'd it go? Where am I? I'm thinking I'm looking at the camera like I'm here okay, wait, it's over here. And I'm like, I don't see it because it's just, yeah, you just need somebody <laughs> there with you. It's it's crazy. I think absolutely. I, I would think uh, a lot of it, people would break that rule because I've never heard of that, having just a second per- person just, I mean, it's elementary, but like you, who would think of that? 
I, you know, having yeah. a second person watch your drone as you would be flying it. I never thought about that. Yeah, and it's actually it's very important in the grand scheme of things because you don't you don't want to cause a catastrophe or anything. But um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're also dealing with an expensive piece of equipment. Yes. Like my Mavic Air Two, it was eight hundred dollars. And, you know, if for whatever reason I lose sight of it and it loses signal and flies away and, you know, or it crashes and breaks or I can't find it or something, I'm out that money. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I also have to buy a new drone and then register that one and all of that. But, uh, yeah, I remember whenever I first got it, this was way before I even took the test, you know, I'd be out at a my girlfriend's parents house and they live out in the country and have a like big backyard uh it's basically free to fly out there Mm -hmm. Uh, and i would test it i would see how far it could go i'd see how high it could go uh or at least you know until i got uncomfortable right where i i did go i think i think i currently have my maximum altitude set to like 160 feet um and even when it's that high it does get so small that i can't see it anymore now there's you know for shooting uh the kind of real estate that i'm going to be doing there's no reason for me to even go that high but uh i did get some cool video of the uh uh the sky at that time it was broken clouds and the sun was shining through it was super pretty um and it was just cool to see the landscape of everything around here which you know here it's it's flat but you know it was still cool to it it felt like i was up that high Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's definitely important to have a visual observer and uh another thing i'll talk about in the test is keeping aware of your surroundings while you're um, flying. So what you want to do whenever you're flying is you want to basically separate like the sky into like I guess kind of like a square I guess and you want periodically you or your visual observer need to like look up and inspect like each of these sections in the sky you don't pan to see if there's anything there because you could still miss something so Mm -hmm. you want to like you want to like thoroughly inspect as much as you can to make sure that like you know there are no birds or helicopters or something in the air Mm -hmm. uh, in each uh, little section hmm it's funny, uh, speaking of catast- catastrophe, um, it's funny you, you mentioned surroundings. So another terrible story I have, and once another. again, I don't have a drone. Um, this is probably why. I was at a convention. <laughs> Basically, you know, I was there to show uh, kids, you know, what I do, video production. So I have all my gear. Uh, and... One of the ladies like, hey, don't you have a drone? The kids would like to see it. And I'm like, "Mm, I mean, I do, but like, I don't know if I can fly it here. 
And so, like, one thing led to another. I end up flying this drone. So I open it up, and it's like, you can only fly this in expert mode, in, in professional mode, whatever it's called. And I'm like, mm, well, I've, I've done this before. I can probably fly it in expert mode. Uh, I put my fingerprint on there. And please, anybody, do not do this. I'm telling you now. I put my fingerprint on there. And that drone flew up in the air. Kids everywhere, by the way. Oops. And I completely lost control of that drone. Hmm. And I immediately no could tell <laughs> I lost all control immediately with that drone. Because when you're in expert mode or professional pilot or whatever mode, all safeties, uh, whatever measures and uh, control, it helps you to control, it's gone. I mean, I could tell that the air conditioner was blowing this damn thing. So I'm like trying, <laughs> I'm telling kids, okay, got to get this thing down. Uh, step back. I'm, I was like, I'm going to grab this thing out of this guy because I, I can't even land it safely. That's how much out of control that drone was. So like I said, I could tell that the air conditioner, the wind from the freaking air was affecting this drone. And I'm mm. quite sure that's stuff that, stuff that you will learn uh, on a test. And it's like, yeah, don't do it. You're not an expert, especially around a lot of small kids that have no idea that they might get cut up from the propellers of a drone. So, yeah, that's exactly um, uh, what Chrysler uh, Craig would mean by catastrophe. Cause that would so been. that actually, I think that would fall under murder. One of the five hazardous attitudes that the test is also going to ask you about for flying a drone. So um, there are anti-authority, impulsivity, invulnerability, macho, and resignation. Mm. I think you'd fall under the macho. Uh, attitude there, Brandon. Really? Uh, which was, uh, <laughs> it says here, the description is, I can do it. The antidote is, taking chances is foolish. <laughs> <laughs> so, those were... <laughs> Adam. Uh, I, thought those, uh, I thought those questions were a little, like, weird but they're they're easy questions that are on the test and they're easy to remember so those are pretty much giveaways it's like it's pretty much common sense like um you know if it's a if the test ends up asking you uh you've gone to a picnic and had one beer with friends and they ask you to pull out your drone should you fly no absolutely <laughs> what do you mean like yeah we gotta fly <laughs> tequila shots what <laughs> put my put the how put the shot glass on the drone look how steady it is yes and see who can <laughs> catch it first yes yes just uh just pour the beer in my mouth while i'm flying this thing. Okay. i think we can do that we can do like a beer bong while we fly i think that would be smart L listeners do not listen to that please that don't is... listen to that and then come after us legally. i want to see don't that. Do that i need somebody to do that just so i can see it hey, on you, social media catch this catch the controller <laughs> 
Let's trade. You throw me, you throw me a beer, and I'll throw you the controller. See who catches it first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it only takes one bad finger to like just hit that the toggle, and just mm-hmm. go straight into something. Yes. Yes. Uh, Drinking while also, droning. They also say that uh, legally, as I say, you know, it's it's a vehicle. So legally, you're also not allowed to fly it within, I think. 24 hours of drinking mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, even in, even if you have one beer um, apparently one beer still takes like I want to say they said eight hours to get through your mm-hmm. system and mm-hmm. you know you're still too impaired to operate an aircraft so yeah, some 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 uh, over exaggerated number, but you know I'll take their word for it because I haven't done the science on it. So well, yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm out drinking, I don't want to I don't want to be flying my drone anyway because that's work. <laughs> right, I'm trying to relax. So right, that's hilarious. So one last question, and then we'll 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 wrap up the show. When do they shoot your drone down? Oh, uh. Well, I mean, that could happen if you're flying over private property, like Area 51. <laughs> uh, so, what yeah, about a bystander? Yeah. Just Brandy, like your neighbor. I, don't, I don't recommend you flying near there either. No, mm-hmm. see, I wanted to get a picture of the aliens, so yeah. I'm determined. Oh, we all want pictures of the aliens. I want to see me. what these I aliens do. look like. They're coming. Twenty twenty their year. Yes, yes. Oh uh, no, let's not speak bad about twenty one. We 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 just started, so we don't need right. everybody oh, needs to God. knock on wood on that. But um, Craig, man, this was this has been great. Um, definitely, you brought more down. I'm quite sure you thought you would. Um, I knew you would remember as we would go on, but uh definitely we have yeah i was worried of... about it at first <laughs> <laughs> no you're all good and and definitely uh i would love to have you back on the show for uh future topics so uh do want to extend that invitation to you but uh b is there any other questions uh that you have for uh craig do we have any of those good old uh just moments of knowledge I should say. Uh, I mean, uh, I, first of all, I just want to say I hope this isn't the last time that Craig comes on the show. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope it's not the last time. And um, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. And to all the people out there, I hope you guys got um, some good information um, also while getting some good entertainment. Um, we really enjoy our listeners and we thank every last one of you for sticking around. 2020 has been a crazy year for us but 2021 we're looking forward and onward so um hoping everybody is well and everybody is good yeah real quick craig where can people find you and some of your work um some of my work uh i do have a youtube channel yeah, so it's got some of my earlier works from like three years ago uh, and some work I've done here um, in 2019 and 2020. Um, it is, I think it's just my name. I think it's Craig Bilby. Really? So that's B as in boy, E I 
L B Y. Remember that L is before the B. <laughs> <laughs> I have that. I have that now. And we'll have that information in the show notes as well. Well, until next time, I do want to thank you all for listening. Once again, uh, if you do want to support the show, we do have a PayPal donation link. And you can also subscribe to our $1 Patreon just to help us keep this show going. We do have a lot more to talk about. I'm telling you, we're going to keep the ball rolling. We will see you next Friday. Until then, see you. Later.